ready? Yes, you get ready. news in the streets. Join us and tune in for the tea. Breaking news with integrity. So tell your friends and your family. It's the lovely TV show. Bringing you good tea and good vibes. It's the lovely TV show. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe. Hey, you guys. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody is doing good today. So I wanted to come on here and make a video. Um, recently, I was on my YouTube shorts. And I ran across this video from Buffy, who used to be on Married to Medicine. That's fine. I'm disappointed in the way you're reacting. Don't be. And she was stating that she's noticing where she lives in Atlanta, that they are no longer accepting Section 8 vouchers. And she wants to know why that is. And this has been going on for a while all around the country. We've been talking about this for a while, the whole housing situation, especially on Discord. But now it's getting really, really bad in 2023. It doesn't matter what city it is. A lot of landlords are no longer accepting Section 8. If you were living in a, you know, Section 8 apartment complex, they're putting people out, telling them they have 60 days to vacate and find somewhere else to go. If you guys are not aware, the situation is getting really serious. So I want to go ahead and play you guys some news clips. I want you guys to go ahead and watch these clips. And I'm going to come back with my commentary and what I think is going on with the whole Section 8 situation. Go ahead and check this out. I saw a um, segment on, I forget what news station here locally in Atlanta, where they were talking about people who actually have Section 8 vouchers but cannot find anywhere to live because... Um, landlords are not accepting Section 8 vouchers. Hey, what is going on? Like, why are they not accepting Section 8 vouchers? Since when do landlords not accept Section 8 vouchers? Hey, are they not getting paid? Are the tenants too much? Like, what is the rationale behind not accepting Section 8? That used to be the golden goose for landlords to get a Section 8 tenant because you knew you were going to get paid on the first. Like, why, why are landlords out here not? How, how many of y'all have heard about this? Weigh in in the comments. A notice unexpected in mailboxes, eviction notices sent out to some families in South Fulton who rely on Section 8 housing vouchers to keep a roof over their heads. Yeah, they're being told that their apartment complex will no longer accept those federal housing vouchers. This is happening at the Beacon Ridge Apartments, Old National Highway, College Park. Atlanta News First reporter Adam Murphy live outside that complex tonight. Adam, what are these families going to do? Well, first off, good evening, guys. I can tell you, I spoke with several of the tenants out here, and they told me they believe as many as 60 Section 8 residents received eviction notices, and they were told they had to move out of this property by the first of next year. I read some of those eviction notices, and nowhere in those letters does management explain why they made this decision. It's not right. They don't care about us. For more than a decade, most of these ladies made Beacon Ridge Apartments their home. Yeah, yeah I ain't got nowhere to go, Yeah, but they just don't care. But now these Section 8 residents are being forced to find another place to live and have not been told why. How they just going to put us out like that? They ain't said why we got to move. I ain't did nothing. I ain't did a thing. 
Several residents received notices on Monday telling them that regardless of when their lease is up, they are required to surrender the premises to management on or before January 31st of next year, and that failure to do so will result in legal action. So I'm just really concerned about that, and so they hadn't gave us but 60 days to move. How are you going to find a place to move next day getting your best day in January? So Atlanta News First went to the leasing office to find out why they're evicting Section 8 residents. But they locked the door and never called us to explain. There's a lot of us out here that ain't got nowhere to go. And then it's hard to find Section 8. And the mayor of South Fulton just arrived out here at the complex. He is meeting with some of the Section 8 residents tonight and told me he intends to actually try to talk to management here at the property to better understand why this decision was made. He also told me he plans to pursue legislative options to further protect Section 8 residents in the future from this ever happening again. And I should point out, the city of Atlanta just passed a resolution within the last few days which urges property owners receiving financial incentives to accept tenants who pay rent using federal housing vouchers. So it will be interesting to see if the city of South Fulton does the Continue to climb. That woman makes the case that federal rental assistance is not keeping up. The grandmother qualifies for federal housing help but says she still can't find a place to live. She's been homeless for a year. Now she's turning to Aid on Your Side to expose the problem. Investigator Masa Saidi found out she is not alone. Stacey Keith, it is a crisis for low-income families. If you qualify, you get a Section 8 voucher. It helps you cover rent, but I found out the vouchers have not increased enough to keep up with rent hikes, and that means some families are homeless. Every child should be able to say, I'm going to get in my bed. Delria Hayes is the guardian of her eight-year-old grandson. Thinking about the past year, she breaks down. He's had enough in life to happen to him. I, I, just, I just want to put him back in the house. Delria qualifies for federal housing aid, also known as Section 8. The vouchers, funded by HUD, are administered locally. Problem is, Delria says, the voucher that's supposed to be high enough to cover rent in Tampa does not. If the rent is higher than what's allowed, then you cannot live there. No, there is no going above it. Delria has been approved for a three-bedroom in Pinellas County. HUD sets a limit for the max rent allowed. For Delria, the range is from $1,500 to $2,700, depending on the zip code. If the unit costs more than that, this grandmother is out of luck. I have looked all from South St. Petersburg all the way to Newport Ritchie. It has been, I mean, just one rejection after another. Wells received a Section 8 housing voucher a little over a month ago, but she has been unable to find a place to use it. I don't feel like I should be homeless because of no Section 8. Angela has been living in her car for the past week, searching everywhere for a new job or an apartment willing to accept her. So far, every place she has applied to live has had a wait list. Those that don't are often scams, people posing as landlords to take her money. I don't see how people are making it out here. I really don't because 
When you don't have anybody, it's, it's, it's a cruel world. A housing choice voucher provides rental cost assistance to low-income residents. Throughout Angela's search for a home, she pays as much as $50 to apply to each rental property, making the task of finding a place to live that much more financially restrictive. If you're putting in four or five, six applications a day, you know, I live on 800 a month. You know, that, that, that gets hard. And Angela is not alone. Mark Gillette, the executive director of the Oklahoma City Housing Authority, told KOCO 5 that the number of units available to those with Section 8 vouchers are shrinking. Landlords, he says, are moving away from offering rentals to Oklahoma City residents with vouchers. Some no longer accept housing vouchers because they want to raise their rent prices. Others don't want to deal with the requirements that come with renting to those with the voucher, which includes passing a house quality standard inspection. It is particularly hard for folks with a housing choice voucher to find housing. Um, you know, the, the rental housing market is already really, really tight um, with high rents and high occupancy rates. Um, so a what we're seeing is that a lot of landlords um, just aren't taking housing choice vouchers. The process of even obtaining a Section 8 voucher is lengthy. The wait list to get a housing choice voucher from the Oklahoma City Housing Authority is as long as two years. But for people in Angela's situation, getting a voucher does not guarantee housing. So I'm begging people if they do take Section 8 or they can work with Section 8 to do it. I mean, it's guaranteed money and there's people like us that are good people that need help, you know. The Oklahoma City Housing Authority said thousands more of affordable housing units are needed in the area. While Angela is not alone in her struggle, she has a message for landlords in Oklahoma City. I don't get in trouble. I don't bother people. I just want a home. At the end of the day, I just need somewhere to lay my head and I can be warm. It's becoming more difficult for people with Section 8 vouchers to find a landlord who will accept them. We have no control over that. Landlords uh, make the decision whether they want to accept Section 8 vouchers or not. It is totally up to the owner or the landlord. The Section 8 Housing Choice Voucher is granted to low-income families, the elderly, and the disabled, giving them an option of living anywhere so long as the rent does not exceed 30% of their income. The vouchers only cover a portion of the rent. The tenant is then responsible for the remaining balance. Landlords are not required to accept the vouchers. With rent going up throughout the country, the county says it's becoming more challenging for a lot of people who rely on these vouchers to find a place to live. There is housing available within this market. Um, it's just, it's becoming a little harder to find, we'll be honest, but um, it, it is available. Uh, a lot just depends on, again, where people want to go live and, and how much they have the ability to pay. Landlords who do accept Section 8 vouchers must initially sign a one-year lease with their tenant. Once that one year is up, the landlord can then go on a month-to-month -month lease. The CBS 46 investigation reveals Cobb County residents are being kicked out, many being told their apartment is no longer accepting their rent payments. Families we spoke to say it's income discrimination. Investigative reporter Sierra Cummings found it's a widespread issue in Cobb County, forcing families into homelessness. Poor people are being pushed out of Cobb. Everything Susan Miller loves had to be packed in the boxes behind her, including her husband. It was so disrespectful, you know, that I had to put him in a box, you know, and pack him away like he was nothing. This urn does not only hold his ashes, but her hope, at least what remains of it, after Azure Apartments posted this on Miller's door. 
basically, if you have the Section 8 voucher, we don't want it. A 60-day notice to leave. We will be terminating your current lease. Sue became homeless. It really does feel illegal because too many people are going through this. They're losing their homes. If you don't have a place to stay, then you, you know, you're losing your jobs, your car. The grandmother says she regularly paid rent of roughly $700. The letter suggests she did not get the boot because of a lack of payment, instead because of the type of payment. We are not participating in the renewal of any MHA lease, also known as Marietta Housing Authority leases, the local division of the Federal Housing Program, or Section 8. Where are we going to go? About 10 minutes away, Mom Cynthia Johnson. It's not getting any better. It's getting worse. She relies on Section 8 too, but after 65 calls, she could not find an area apartment willing to accept it. I was on the verge of having a stroke because I've never had to experience this in my life. Across the U.S., families can seek assistance to help pay for their rent. But what good is the program if landlords refuse to accept it? What good is the program if there's no penalty for refusing to accept it? Miller and Johnson's stories are no mere coincidence. Instead, it's part of a pattern we uncovered in Marietta. We went undercover and we were turned away 17 times. This is a legal form of discrimination, at least in Marietta and all of Cobb County, says Georgia State University law professor Courtney Anderson. If you want to kind of market your property in a certain way, you might not want to be seen as an affordable housing property, an ongoing bias about stigmatizing. And so it really complicates the safety net that's meant to put in place to protect everyone in society. Not everybody who gets Section 8 is a bad tenant. Being kicked out like Miller, being turned away like Johnson, it's illegal in the city of Atlanta, the only metro local government to have housing legislation against source of income discrimination. A law Marietta tenants have repeatedly begged for in Cobb County for the past year. Imagine one day someone knocks on your door and puts you and your kids outside with no fault of your own. Nowhere, you have nowhere to go. This show's sponsor is Rocket Money. So welcome to the new year. It is officially 2023. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized method of managing your money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, it monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscriptions that you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or the tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and they're saving an average of $720 a year. Well, this summer, I realized I had been paying for stars every single month and I hadn't even been on that app in months. So they were just getting all types of free money and literally it took so long to finally cancel them. But if I had used Rocket Money, it would have been a lot quicker. Rocket Money will identify these subscriptions and help you stop paying for things that you no longer need. So that way you can save your coins. Okay, so to stop throwing away your money and cancel all unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way, go on to rocketmoney.com slash lovely tea. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I. So make sure you guys check them out to keep your finances in line in the new year. All right, so you guys just watch all of those news clips and the whole situation is very sad. You have a lot of people around the nation 
that are going through housing issues, housing situations. You even have people who have um, trailer homes that are now being forced to sell them and vacate because the land under them, even though they own the trailer, the land under them is owned by a new corporation and they want that land for other reasons. And those people are being forced to move out. So housing is definitely becoming more and more scarce in America. But I think COVID really exacerbated everything. Meaning if you guys remember around C-19, people were just deciding not to pay rent. And I kept telling folks, keep paying your rent as you would, um, especially if you're applying for income or you know that income is going to be coming in from the government. Because I think at that point, they were giving a lot of people stimulus checks. Once people got their stimulus checks, and of course, this is not everybody, um, a lot of people did not pay their rent. They thought that the rent didn't have to be paid. The stimulus money was for them to, you know, trick off, buy cars, clothes, bags, and everything else. So this caused a big domino effect where people who did not pay their rent it really affected a lot of landlords. And like I've always said on this channel, the average landlord is a mom and pop landlord, okay? It's usually, you know, a man or a woman or a husband and wife, a couple, and they're just buying little properties here and there. You know, they might buy a duplex or might buy a few townhomes and they're renting them out as, you know, passive income. You know, these are not corporations who tend to own these homes. So what happened is because people were not paying their rent to their landlords, the landlords in return, a lot of them ended up losing their homes or losing their second home because they had to pay mortgage on the home that they were currently living in. And so if their tenant is not paying rent, either they got to come up with that money so it doesn't ruin their credit and they don't ruin the pro and they don't lose the property. But if they're not able to pay two rents at the same time, a lot of landlords around the country they lost their second and third homes because of people not paying rent. On top of that, um, the government had put in place the rent moratorium. You guys remember that? We talked about that, you know, all through 2020, 2021. And for almost a year and a half, close to two years, they allowed people to stay in properties that they did not own and just not pay rent. In the same breath, a lot of those people who owned the property, they were not being subsidized in a timely fashion to pay their property payments. And so, again, it affected a lot of people and people lost those second and third homes. Now we fast forward to 2021, 2022. What ended up happening is you had a lot of corporations go to these desperate landlords and say, hey, I see you may lose your townhome or you may lose your duplex. Let us buy it from you, you know, take it off your hands and then we'll take over, you know, the whole rental property. So some landlords were, you know, quote unquote blessed to get that opportunity to sell to a business who then bought the residential um, rental. Others ended up going into foreclosure and losing it all together. So anyways, once the rent moratorium was lifted, landlords were then able to evict people if they did not come up with the full, you know, seven thousand dollars however much they owed that they had not been paying they told their you know renters if you don't come with this money you got to leave the property so what ended up happening is a lot of people got evicted a lot of people got put out and so in order for them to make up for all that lost revenue during c19 they had to raise the rents around the nation a lot of rental properties that were initially renting for let's say twelve hundred to two thousand dollars ended up jumping you know, that same $1,200 home was not renting for $2,000. That same $2,000 home was not renting for $3,000. So a lot of these prices had to jump up because they were trying to make up for lost money.
money and people were so desperate for homes, they were willing to pay the higher amount. So now we fast forward to 2023. And even before we hit 2023, because it's only been 2023, honey, for like a month and a few days, um, I started noticing a lot of stories about people not taking Section 8 anymore. This is very sad and it's unfortunate. I think this has been a snowballing effect and it's finally come to a halt. The problem with the whole Section 8 situation is that you have people who literally will stay on Section 8 their entire lifetime. They'll even pass the vouchers down to like their children. So they'll go from grandma to mom to the, you know, grandchild. And it becomes a whole generational thing. Section 8 was initially meant to be a stepping stone, you know, for like a young mother, um, college student. You're able to get on there, you know, roughly be on there for three to five years as you go get your degree and, you know, work a better job. So that way you can eventually get out of Section 8. But what we've but what we've all seen throughout the years is people who have lived on Section 8 for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. So now a lot of landlords are tired of it. And on top of that, because a lot of corporations are now the new landlord. OK, it's no longer the mom and pop. A lot of these corporations are like, no, we're buying this entire low income, you know, complex. We're going to fix it up and we're going to turn it into high end condos. And because they now own the property, they can do that. So a lot of people who are on Section 8 who've been living in these rundown apartments, you know, for years are now being told they have 60 days to vacate because a lot of these apartments have just not been maintained. They've been run down and they're coming in and they're cleaning up house. Another issue that's going on, and this is what I do not like about the news. I don't like when people go out their way to be willfully disingenuous. That's what I feel from some of these stories. I talked about this on Discord maybe about a week or so ago that I was looking at probably getting into like, you know, the rental business and, you know, buying, you know, starting small, buying a townhome, renting that out. But one thing that has always kept me away from going forward with it is all of the horror stories. And I know one of my discorders, me and her had a really good conversation in the DMs. Um, her father owns a lot of property in Cali and she was in charge of managing that property um, as he's getting older. And I mean, I've heard these horror stories from so many people, but unfortunately, some of the worst tenants are Section 8 tenants. Some of the worst people to rent to are people who have a sense of entitlement. Does that mean everybody on Section 8? Absolutely not, because you do have good people on Section 8. Like I said, they just use it as a stepping stone so that way they can get some help for the time being to better themselves. But unfortunately, the minority is not the loudest voice. It's always the majority. And for years... Um, we have seen stories on the internet. I know personal stories of people who are rented to tenants who are on Section 8, and they did not care. Once they decided to leave the property, some of them don't even tell the landlord. They just vacate. Um, the property is left disgusting. The property is left destroyed. These landlords who are barely scraping by are now forced to, you know, spend thousands of dollars to fix the unit up in time to be able to run it out for somebody else.
Matter of fact, my discord was telling me that in some of the properties that her father owned, I mean, they've had to pay upward of $20,000 to get things fixed that were destroyed by renters. And some of them were Section 8 renters. Some were just, you know, regular renters. Um, they had a situation where a lady moved in. She said she wanted new carpet. They had just replaced the carpet three months prior. She didn't like it and she wanted it replaced. And they told her, no, we're not going to replace the carpet because there's nothing wrong with this carpet. Well, she decided to flood the house. So she flooded the house, got water everywhere. They literally ended up with $20,000 worth of water damage. And she was able to just leave. And then I was like, well, did y'all try to sue her? Even if they sue, they don't have any money. If somebody's barely paying rent or they're getting their rent covered by someone else, they don't have the money to fight in court, let alone be reimbursed. So I think a lot of the issues, why I don't like how these news reports are being disingenuous, is that the Section 8 department understands this. They know that a lot of their renters have destroyed properties. They have not worked with the landlords to help repair the properties. They've kind of left it on the landlord. Um, a lot of landlords can be sued for discrimination, and the people who are suing them can get help getting their attorney fees covered by Section 8. Meanwhile, the mom and pop landlord, they may have to come out of pocket $15,000 to defend themselves in, in court. And it could just be a bogus lawsuit because this person just doesn't want to pay rent and they're trying to stall time. So I think at this point in time, in 2023, a lot of newer landlords, especially the younger ones, they're not interested in Section 8. They're not interested in helping low-income families if it's going to be more of a headache to them. So I think they've watched their parents. They've watched just different things that have happened. And a lot of people are more now into either flipping homes and then selling it and not dealing with renters at all. Or else if they are going to rent, it's going to be a, a specific type of renter. They are checking backgrounds. They are checking credit. They are checking real references. They're asking for huge deposits, first month's rent, last month's rent. So in the event you leave the apartment just tore up, they have enough money to fix you know, certain things. And this is why it's getting harder and harder for people to rent apartments, to get homes and things like that. And it's only going to get worse. Um, it's hard enough for people who are not on Section 8 right now to afford the rent out here, let alone somebody who has a voucher for $2,000. But the rent for an apartment or for a townhome, it might be $3,500. And if Section 8 is not willing to cover that, they can't even apply. Um, I think before, back in the day, Section 8 would cover a certain amount. And then if you want to pay over that amount, they were cool with that. But I think the rules have changed now where they're not even going to allow you to pay over the amount. This is the amount that they set for. That's what you have to live within. So this housing crisis is going to get a lot worse in 2023, especially being that you have people who are losing jobs. Um, the layoffs are getting more and more serious. There's a lot of new changes coming to Walmart companies like Amazon. So there's going to be a lot of employees at Walmart in the future who are not going to have jobs. The CEOs are already announcing, you know, they're laying off a bunch of people. They're going to start charging for bags. It's a lot of changes coming down the Walmart pipeline. And I think all of this is going to put even more of a strain on the housing market. So I want people to be aware of what's going on out here because I know a lot of things get missed. You know, everybody's worried about Beyonce's Renaissance tickets when some of y'all may not even have a place to live in a few months. You know, they, these are real things affecting real people. But I just wish they would be more honest because even though, like I said, you have 
decent people who are on Section 8, who are just using it as a stepping stone, who just need, you know, some help. You do have people who really tear up those complexes. Um, you know, the crime goes up, the robberies, you know, infestations, things like that. And they just don't care because they feel like, well, I don't own the property, so I'm not going to go out there and treat it like it's my own. And I think for renters, that's the best thing you can do. Treat that rental property as if it was your home, you know, keep it clean, keep it up to date, you know, things like that. And sometimes if you take care of the property so well and you have a good rapport with the landlord, the landlord will reimburse you or even pay you to do certain things. Like if you're saying, oh, the house is kind of looking old and wilted, I want to paint the outside. A lot of times the landlord will pay you to do it, provide the paint even because that's less work for them. You know, so you can work certain things out with your landlord, but you don't want to get into a situation where you're destroying property, you're flooding property because a UD, an unlawful detainer, follows you throughout the rest of your life. And once people see that on your record, you will not find any type of housing. People are not going to play with that. A UD is just like your credit report for housing. And people look those up. So you don't want to get on that UD list, you know, and especially now being that it's so hard. Like, you know, back in the day, you could just move from apartment to apartment and kind of bop from here to there. But nowadays it's hard. You know, everybody, even people who have good incomes, it's a struggle for them to find housing. So you're competing with people who actually have the income and they're fighting to get, you know, a decent place. So imagine if you're on Section 8, you don't even have the income that they have. And you're also looking for a place. They're gonna go with this, they're gonna go with the people who have more viable income and where it's a lot less stress. And another thing I feel like Section 8 also dropped the ball, because I remember back in the day, they would go to people's apartments and make sure I think they did it twice a year to make sure they were up to par, they were clean and things like that. And from what I've been hearing as of late, they don't do it or they're not doing it in a timely fashion. So these people's homes, especially the ones who just, you know, don't like to clean and leave their houses really nasty, the Section 8 people are not coming down to, to see all of this. So a lot of times, you know, the landlord doesn't even know that these houses are becoming a wreck until after the person has, you know, vacated the property. And then they're left to clean out the refrigerator and the rotting food and, you know, just all types of stuff. There's so many horror stories online. So that's why for a lot of people, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who are landlords who rent property and it's literally 50-50. Some people are like, you should go for it. You would be a great landlord. Other people are like, TT, it is not worth the headache, girl. Uh, uh, buy a home, flip it, buy a home, flip it. It's not worth the headache to be a landlord because you never know who you're going to get. You may look up and find a good person that might stay in the property for, you know, three to five years, or, you know, you might have somebody bop in and out every year, but it's such a roll of the dice. And I think in this economy and with everything being so uncertain, people are not playing and they're not willing to chance it for people on Section 8 when they know they can't charge any more money. The property may end up tore up at any point in time. So I, and a lot of these corporations, they definitely have no empathy. So a lot of these corporations, they don't care. They're shutting down all of those low income housing and they're going to rebuild in there. And, you know, those same people will not be able to afford to stay there because once they fix everything up and rebuild it and it's shiny and new, they're going to be asking for $3,500 a month, $4,000 a month, you know, depending on the city, of course, and where it's at. So, it, yeah, it's a very, very sad situation. But I think 
the Section 8 program has left a bad taste in a lot of landlords' mouths, you know, with the destroyed properties, people's entitlement, um, people just choosing not to pay rent. And so they're not playing anymore. And there's even a thing now that Vice was talking about recently um, where they're going to start having robot landlords. So once again, you know, you have, you know, human jobs being given to AI. And so with the robot landlords, you never had to really deal with the human. And, you know, they're showing the people the rental property in the houses. Your rent better be on time. If your rent is three days late, they start the eviction process. Because again, there's that, that human element isn't there. You know, it's going to be more cold and calculated. Whereas if it's just a regular small mom and pop landlord, they might work with you. They, they might be able to empathize that, okay, this person is sick right now. They're going through surgery. You know, they just need a break. Um, you know, they'll be late. They can't pay until the 15th as opposed to the first. Your human mom and pop landlord may work with you. But if these robot landlords become more and more and these corporate, even on top of the robot, these corporate landlords become more and more that we're seeing, there will be no empathy. You know, if they say the rent is due on the first and it's not there by the third, they will start the eviction process. And that's it. That's all. And they know as soon as they put you out, there's a whole nother family waiting up the street to move in because people are desperate for housing. So, you know, I'm making this video to let people know that it's getting real out here. And just, you know, understand what is going on with the housing market. If you are on Section 8, please take care of your property. Don't be one of these Section 8 folks who destroy stuff, who don't appreciate it, because then you may not be able to rent any property in the future. So just, you know, take care of whatever space you're in, like it's your own home. Um, so just be very wary that everybody is dealing with this whole rental housing crisis. It's affecting a lot of people. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. Go ahead and leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts on this entire situation concerning the Section 8 housing bubble. Do you think it's coming to a bust? Do you think that soon they will end programs like Section 8 altogether? If you are a landlord, do you have any horror stories? Do you have situations where you've had to literally come out of pocket $10,000, dollars $20,000 to fix you know, a rental property that a tenant just totally destroyed? You know, because it's really unfortunate, but this happens a lot more times than not. So I'm very confused as to why the news is acting like they have no idea why landlords all of a sudden have just thrown their hands up. So let's get the discussion popping. Don't forget to hit the like button. Feel free to share the video. And most importantly, please make sure you're still subscribed to this channel. I will talk to y'all later. Have a good day. Deuces. If you want the latest news in the streets, join us and tune in for the tea. Breaking news with integrity, so tell your friends and your family. It's the Lovely TV Show, bringing you good tea and good vibes. It's the Lovely TV Show, be sure to share, like, and subscribe.